Welcome to the Stay Fixated Podcast. My name is Kara, and I'm here to help you live a life of greater beauty, authenticity, and joy. Hi, friends. I hope everyone is doing amazing today. I don't know about you guys, but I am so freaking thankful that things are starting to go back to normal, at least a little bit here in Florida. I don't know what my problem is, but I literally cannot make it to Publix by the new 8 p.m. closing time, so I've just been ordering takeout like every day, and I need to comment, like seriously. So on today's podcast, which is the very first episode, woohoo! we are covering a topic that's probably not on a lot of people's minds. But it totally should be. And I hate using the word should, but I'm sticking with it in this scenario because it's important. So, what am I talking about? Last week, if you listened to the podcast trailer, I mentioned that Fixation, which is the boutique I own, is a sustainable style boutique. And the number one question I get asked when people come in and they're shopping around and I'm giving them my spiel is what is sustainable style? because it's not really something that we talk about all that often. So I figured it would be a really good place to start with you guys. So there's a few terms out there that you'll hear tossed around when people are talking about dressing clean. And those are things like sustainable style, slow fashion, and circular fashion. And then on the other end of the spectrum, which you've probably heard about because it's definitely become more prevalent in the past few years is fast fashion, which is probably the largest contributing factor to why the fashion industry is so, so pollutive. I want to dig into fast fashion first and kind of explain why it's so shitty, and then we can explore these cleaner alternatives that are good for your well-being and also good for the planet. By definition, fast fashion is inexpensive clothing produced rapidly by mass market retailers in response to the latest trends. I got that definition straight off dictionary.com, which I know is super basic, but I can guarantee it does the job to paint a picture in your head. And there's probably logos of certain brands that you know that are popping into your head, places like Forever 21, H&M. Unfortunately, Target, um, Zara, you can picture the places I'm talking about. Now, fast fashion has most definitely stemmed from people's desire of wanting more, more, more and wanting it instantly. That is our society that we live in. And I'm not acting like I'm above it. I'm totally right there with you. It's just kind of what we've grown accustomed to, right? So, in the fashion world, you know, every season when designers present us with the latest trends, it's often in a very elaborate way. And you know, you see the models that are walking down the runway and they look extravagant AF. But by the time it trickles down to us, it's not so extra and it's the latest, hottest, newest thing and everyone wants it. And they go out to these stores that mass produce at high volumes and can charge low prices and buy this stuff. So now they're trendy. But then the next season comes and designers have new trends that they want to introduce us to and the cycle starts all over. 
Manufacturing-wise, that means a decline in garment quality, and our clothes essentially are going to look super faded. They're going to be very shapeless and very worn out. To put it bluntly, they're going to be trash. When it comes to working conditions for the actual garment workers, they're often forced to work like 14 to 16 hour days, seven days a week just to meet the deadlines. And their basic wages are so low that they really just can't refuse the overtime even if they wanted to. Many fashion brands try to assure their customers that the workers who make their clothing are being paid at least minimum legal wage. But when you break it down in most manufacturing countries like China, Bangladesh, India, the minimum wage represents between one-half to one-fifth of the living wage. So this person is actually getting five times less than what that person would actually need to live with dignity and like everyone deserves to live with dignity. The quicker the workers produce, the quicker we consume, and with our current model for consumption being take, make, and dispose, our landfills are going to be full in no time, which is why introducing a circular economy is so very important. So the Ellen MacArthur Foundation, who is a big proponent of this idea, labels a circular economy as being restorative by intention, it aims to rely on renewable energy, it minimizes tracks and eliminates the use of toxic chemicals, and it eradicates waste through careful design. So basically, it considers the reusability of products and materials, which will obviously help the landfill situation, among others. Now, obviously, we have a long way to go before we actually get to that. You know, we're currently working with statistics like 20% of water pollution coming from textile treatment facilities, an average of 35 kilograms of textile waste being generated per person per year in the U.S. alone, 1.5 trillion liters of water are being consumed by the fashion industry per year, there's around 190,000 tons of textile microplastic fibers that are going into our oceans, and about 70 million oil barrels are used every single year to produce polyester. So when you hear statistics like that, it definitely seems like one of those problems that's just never-ending. Like, you just can't fix it no matter what you do. But there are definitely a lot of things that, as an individual, we can do to help make a circular economy a possibility, even. So for starters, we can just buy less. Patagonia actually did a Black Friday campaign, and it's a picture of one of their jackets, and it says, don't buy this jacket. So obviously, just taking an inventory in your closet of what you have and what you need to build that minimalist capsule wardrobe, that's always an awesome option. Also, you know, buy clothes from sustainable brands. If you're buying new, if there's things that you need to fill your closet with, make sure there are brands that are sustainable, that care about our environment. Brands that are using less water and non-harmful dyes. Things of that nature. 
It's also always a good idea to test how well a garment is made. So you can kind of check the stitches, see if they look strong, see if they're missing any at all. You can kind of just gently pull at the seams to see how well it holds together. You can do the pull test on the fabric, so you're just grabbing either side and lightly pulling just to see if it retains its shape or if the material looks altered at all. The zippers, that's definitely a big one to check. Is it a smooth gliding zipper? Typically, a YKK zipper is a good indication of a quality product. It's also worthwhile to check if the brand gives you any spare buttons and thread. You know, that definitely gives an indication of a higher quality piece. And then the last thing that I always check is the fabric pattern. So the patterns should always match up at the seams. And if they don't, it's safe to say that's probably not the highest quality piece you could add to your closet. Another step in the right direction would be to always think twice before throwing out your clothes. You know, you can always try and repair them. You can donate them to your friends, your family, a charity. Some clothing brands actually take their own clothes back and put them in a textile recycling bin. So I'm actually working on getting one of those at the boutique right now so we can be a hub that you can drop off your old worn out clothing. And the last thing that's definitely worth mentioning is taking note of your washing habits. So are you using an efficient washing machine? Are you washing full loads? So reducing the number of laundry loads that you do significantly saves water, energy, and money. So that's definitely a really good option to start with. Also, are you wearing your clothing more than once? I know that I probably abuse it too much, but I wear my jeans far more than one time. And you could definitely do that with t-shirts and things of that nature. Using green detergent, so that's simple enough. Using cold water when you're washing your clothes. And then trying to avoid the dry cleaners. Definitely a good one to do as well because they use some harmful chemicals in there. And it's just not quite the best. Now, if you're hearing all of this and you're thinking, yeah, that's definitely something that I could do. Like, I could do some of those things. Number one, yay. And number two, there are a few sites that give awesome tips on going about making your life more green. So the first one is sustainyourstyle.com. And their site gives a really good overview of some of the harmful aspects of the fashion industry. And they also have links that give you some of their favorite sustainable brands to shop with, things of that nature. So they're a really good one. And also the Good Trade. So the Good Trade is my favorite ever. Their email subscription you can sign up for, and it's called The Daily Good. And it's just like a little nugget of wisdom with links to basically just make your life more green. They also kind of cover every topic from fashion to wellness to skincare. So it's, it's an overall guide for making your life more sustainable. Right now at the boutique, 20 of our 33 brands are currently sustainable to some degree, whether it be they donate to a charity or they're using non-harmful dyes or they've made a collection that used 50% less water than the normal production processes. We actually even have a bikini line at the boutique called Born from a Wave. 
And the fabric their bikinis are made from is actually made out of recycled plastic from the ocean, which is pretty cool. We carry skincare lines that are all natural. We have drink mixers that are made out of tea and botanicals and are 100% organic. We have these amazing chocolates that are 100% organic. So we definitely are aiming to raise the standard in the fashion industry, in the boutique industry, in the retail industry. We want clean beauty. We want clean dressing to be the standard. So by talking about it and having conversations about it, that's where this is all going to begin. I would love to hear about ways that you are contributing to this sustainable circular economy. So let's start a discussion and in the comments below, tell me what you guys do on a daily basis that lends to a greener life. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify Podcasts. It would mean so much to me. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, Stay fixated on creating a life authentic to you. Much love.